Episode 43 of Hometown Threads on 14 WILI and 95.3 FM. And, of course, Willimantic Today Facebook. Keith C. Rice back in here. Uh, let's see. We're in early November, so that means we're about a week away. I just thought of this. I, I think it's November 15th will be a one-year anniversary for this show, Hometown Threads. And thanks to uh, all the guests, everyone who's been a part of it. Of course, J. Matt Rupar behind the board and our wonderful sponsor, Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind, with three great local locations, West Main Street, Willimantic, Gateway Commons, across the street from the radio station at 679 Main Street, and uh, right up the street, Route 195 in Mansfield, Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind, J. Matt Rupar. If you wouldn't be, if you'd be so kind and... Say hello to everyone. Hello. There he is, the voice of J. Matt Rupar. <laughs> and uh, Hometown Threads airs 5.05 to 5.30 Tuesdays on WILI, 1400 AM, 95.3 FM. And, of course, you could uh, it'll be eventually posted uh, uh, from my page, the Keith C. Rice page, to uh, Willimantic Today Facebook, so you can uh, feel free to uh, view the show as well. It's a pleasure to welcome in a man who I'm sure has many stories. <laughs> you recognize the face. You'll recognize the voice, too. Uh, Roger Adams. You don't have an official title because you've been uh, retired for 10 years. Uh, yeah, wh- what is your official title? Retired retired Roger. How about that? Citizen at large. <laughs> now, yeah. no, it's been, it has been 10 years. Yeah. It, and, and I used to do some of this stuff in here too, for right. a few years. You were pretty yeah. much on my yeah. side. So Roger's very familiar with uh, doing the radio thing. Of course, he had a very popular show uh, on WILI. Uh, let's see, it led right up. I guess you stopped doing it. Uh, uh, during uh, COVID, yeah, right? The so from COVID. So let's yeah. see. You said about maybe roughly 13 years. So yeah. from like what? Oh, 2007, right? To about 2020. Yep, just about. Business Outlook was yeah. the name of the show. Tell us. Let's get in right now. Tell us about Business Outlook and right here that you did on WIL. Well, we. I think the 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 uh, genesis for it was a radio show that the Chamber in Norwich was doing for a while, and we liked. I, I very much liked the way that they did that. And thought we ought to be able to do something like that, but it took about 10 years to get around to having a chance to do it here. And certainly the folks at WILI were uh, helpful in getting that started. And it uh, started out, the idea was a half-hour show, and to do it weekly, and we thought maybe we'd have a show that would, we'd do it for a year or two and see how it worked, and ended up lasting 13 or 14 years. But the the concept was to uh, primarily uh, interview chamber members and folks from uh, local municipal governments, that kind of thing, development agencies, and talk about what was going on in the business community, what kinds of new projects people were involved with. If somebody had a new insurance office they were opening, expanding a car dealership, uh, a, a 25th anniversary of being in business or something like that, and to kind of recognize local folks in the business community who are doing good things. Now, you being so heavily involved with the Chamber for over 30 years in this community, I'm sure you had no problem finding a guest from week to week for Business Outlook, right? Well, it, we, we knew who we wanted to interview, but it was amazing. We had ran into the same thing that you probably do occasionally, people that are not anxious to to come and, and, and be on sure. mic it's as if they were doing a live TV show or something. And there's nothing to, nothing to worry about because it can problems and Burps and hiccups can be edited. I'll tell you right now, yeah, we we are taping the show. I think yeah. people uh, little you know, we we do tape the show, so if yeah. uh, things can be edited, yeah. thanks to our uh, master producer behind the yeah. scenes. So, but m- most people were pretty good. Every once in a while, there would be a guest who who didn't want to elaborate the way we'd like to have them elaborate, as you run into as well. Uh, but basically, it was fun doing the show. We tried to give people six or eight different questions that we'd like to 
get them to answer somewhere in the course of the discussion just so that they'd have some idea where we were going and it wouldn't be all brand new to them. And that seemed to work out in most cases pretty well. And then uh, sometimes they uh, – because we all, I guess, that uh, didn't look at the – at the uh, the questions. That's or, true. Or, or, and some of them who would decide uh, that they had the wrong day. <laughs> well, that happened <laughs> they too, be, huh? They would be planning to come in the next day or the next week. <laughs> All right, so, so... Matt and I waited for a couple of yeah, those a few times. That's right. You and Matt know each other yeah. quite well. And uh, it's been a while since it's great to have you back in here and into the studios and all that. So um, we'll get into the, your, your years at the chamber because I'm sure you got a ton of stories. My father was involved in for years uh, with you working right up there with the Willamette uh, Chamber of Commerce. But for those of people, take us back to the early days of Roger Adams. Did you grow up in this community or where did no, you grow up? Where no, I'm a, I'm a New Hampshire native. Uh, both my wife and I are from New Hampshire. I grew up on the, in Claremont on the Vermont border, and she's from Manchester. We met at, uh, at UNH, what we call the real UNH, the University of New Hampshire. Not New Haven, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then... Uh, we, were, we worked in New Hampshire for a couple of years after we were married, and I got uh, my, my Army Reserve active duty done. Uh, then uh, I came down here to go to grad school at UConn, and by the time I finished up an MBA program in 74, I guess, um, my wife had been working for the School of Allied Health at UConn for a couple of years by then, and she had started her graduate program and she went on to uh, a Ph.D. program there as well. So by the time she finished, we had already been here about seven or eight years. And wow. it wasn't as easy to move on as it would have been two years later. So I was probably, by the time she finished, I was probably seven or eight years into working for the chamber. So you already, wow. So what were you doing? You were just working at the chamber? Were you doing anything else? No, it was full full time from, full the, time from the, the beginning. Okay, yeah, I was hired uh, in seven, the very end of seventy four. What was your exact title? You were hired for uh, head Ex- of the... executive director. So you were wow. So you were executive director for how many years? All the way to, from the beginning to the end. Uh, yeah, we we changed the titles a couple times. Uh, I think when we changed the corporate structure a little bit, uh, I became president and CEO. Uh, Did President, you start the Willimantic Chamber of Commerce? No, no. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. The chamber goes back to 1887. Well, I didn't know if you, that was actually no, even no. started. <laughs> 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 okay, that was, that's a little scary. <laughs> 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 no, but we did we did the 100th anniversary you know, thing with uh, – we, co- we, we missed by, I think, 10 years with the Chronicle. The Chronicle was doing its 100th when we were doing doing its 110th when we were doing our, something like that. They were, I think, 10 years older than Okay, than pretty we close. So Lucy Crosby and Kevin. Oh, the Crosbys, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we did kind of a combined uh, century celebration over at the Elks for our annual meeting. And what year was that again? That would be Roughly. 87. Because tell us a little about that. That must have been a celebration. Well, uh, then uh, Lu, um, Louise Guinarcha, Jack Guinarcha's uh wife uh, had been first selectman here for a while. I can't remember. No, she was after that that she was first selectman. Or was it? I've forgotten exactly what year. But she was into the history at that time. And she uh, she did a lot of the research and did a, uh, put together a tabloid on the chamber's first hundred years. And wow. 
we we really appreciated that. That was a lot of work that she put into that. There's probably still a few copies of that kicking around in the closet somewhere. But the Chronicle helped with that as well, selling the ads and that kind of thing. But that was the 100th year uh, celebration in 87. How about that? Yeah. That must have been uh, a great thing to be a part of. And you, yeah. uh, you know, heading up the chamber, uh, you're probably what, going into, um, what you say, about your 10th year right yeah. about then, right? Yeah. Now, um, the will, the chamber building is on the corner of uh, Bridge in Maine. Yeah. I'm going back to when I was yep. a kid. My father was going to all those meetings on the chain. Yep. Yep. Um, is that where you guys used to have the meetings? No, that was too small for that. We we had some committee meetings there, and okay, we had yeah. a meeting room in the basement with a, a screen that we could pull down to show uh, videos and that kind of thing. Okay, I knew but, you had meetings there, but you're right. I think you told me before you had meetings mostly at Brand Rex, the old Brand yeah, Rex, the right? old Brand Rex uh, Hospitality Center, the White House, and did some uh, monthly meetings at the Shell Chateau and. In various places. There must have been some been... parties. Come on, there weren't just <laughs> meetings. There were parties. Well, there, right? well, these are these are these these are one, one, once a month board meetings where, where you know the serious stuff was done as well as people um, had a social had a bit of a social hour as well. Um, but um, the uh, yeah, that building uh, that building became the chamber's headquarters in 1954, I believe. Uh, right in that period, somewhere the building on Bridge and Main. Yeah, yeah, it had it had, uh, it, it had it, that had had been just billboards in that corner. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And a group of the business leaders f- decided to get together and 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 purchase that corner, and then they brought uh, they built a small building there, and added another piece to it. So the the, the side that's closest to Bridge Street. Before the peaked roof was put on, it had a flat roof pitching back toward the railroad tracks. And if you looked at it from down on Bridge Street, you could see that the two sections of roof didn't quite line up. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. Two buildings were put together, so we constantly had some issues with that flat roof. Um, Wanted to be careful when you walked on it or anything, but but it, it survived there as our headquarters until the renovations were done in... I'm going to think it was probably about 2007, 2008, 2009. Okay. In they there. finally they, got to it and fixed it. Jeez. Yeah, put the peak roof on and, and did uh, air conditioning and new uh, new heating and that kind of thing. That was a pretty sizable investment at that time. I can imagine. Uh, Roger Adams is with us. Episode 43 of Hometown Threads on 14 WILI, 95.3 FM, Willimantic Today Facebook, brought to you by Liberty Bank. Be community kind. Um so, uh, in, okay, what year did you step down? Well, you stepped down after you retired, so 10 yeah, years 2013. ago, 2013. Right? Okay, so you stepped 2013. 10 years since he stepped down, well, retired from the chamber and all that. What goes on back to that building on Bridge and Main? Is there, you may not know or you may know, is there anything that goes on in that building now anymore? Well, that, I think the, if I remember correctly, the way Diane from the chamber explained it to me, the, the chamber and the town swapped properties uh, with some sort of an arrangement where the ch- where the chamber is now over at what was the old uh, senior center, the old uh, school oh, on geez, Crescent that's Street. That's right. Okay, over on Crescent yeah. Street, right? And it's yeah. they've got the veterans center flags out there, and they do a lot of veterans related projects and and programs there now. Uh, but the chamber runs out of that building now, hmm. and the town's economic development office, I understood, was going to use the uh, the old chamber building. I don't think that came to fruition. Such a great looking building. You know, I always well, wonder. But the, the trouble is it's it's a little on the small side. Uh, yeah. The the bathrooms are in the basement. Wow. There's no elevator, no ramp. Uh, 
So there are some there are some issues like that. Wow. Plus, there's, there's not enough. The, the 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 lot is big enough to put parking behind it right. on Bridge Street, but then you'd be driving out into a, a blind driving blindly sure. into Bridge Street, so and those tractor trailers that come around oh, the corner yeah. they aren't all doing ten <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> you got that right. So yeah, parking issues. Yeah, I've never reason why I'm so intrigued. I've never stepped foot in that building. Really? And, yeah, all the well, years I've lived that. here and then moved away and come back. Every day I drive. Well, not yeah, pretty much every day I drive by and I look, at, and I'll think, wow, I've never. That's one building. Yeah. I've never stepped foot into. I'm sure there's a few others here in this town, but uh, I've always been intrigued uh, about that building. Um, what do you? Uh, so it, Diane took your place, right? Diane, yeah. wait, Diane Nadeau. Was yeah, that yeah. She, so she took your place. She, well, she worked. She was with me for five, five or a little more than five years, I think. Worked under you. Yeah, she she uh, started as our membership director. Oh, okay. And her first year or two years, she primarily was selling memberships and advertising. And then as we got involved in some other stuff, and she started getting involved in the arts and tourism and stuff like that. And um, So you were starting to sense that maybe you hadn't even brought up to her, like, as you were entering the year, okay, you knew maybe you knew when you were going to step down, maybe you didn't. But you have a sense that, okay, Diane might be the, the person who could uh, take over for me? Or? Yeah, there, there, was ne- there was never quest- any question in my mind that she, had the, she would have the ability to do it. Uh, but we still we still answer to a board of directors and and that kind of thing. So there's a process you need to go through in that case. Really? And, and they did. They went through a. They advertised the the position, and um, she was selected to be the the replacement. Oh, um, over the years, uh, who were some of the uh, other people you, that worked with you on the chamber? As far as uh, what was what, by the way, I know my. Is my is my father still? He's still a member of the chamber, right? Yeah, yeah. What did he Hall, ever? Have... Hall Communications would be the member now. Hall, Hall Communications. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so other people you like to mention throughout the years that uh, you know were heavily involved, like yourself. That uh, you know, can, you got any story? I'm sure you got tons of chamber yeah. stories. Yeah, we could do we could do several stories. <laughs> we could do several shows, probably. <laughs> well, we always we always tried in the early days. We always tried to have a good mix of. Um, insurance agencies, financial institutions, uh, car dealerships, retailers, um, an attorney or two, a doctor if we could get one, uh, so that we had a, a good mix and a cross section of involvement from from across. You the really got to keep a good balance. That's yes, right, because one of the things that chamber gets involved with is things like development issues, transportation issues, business taxes, zoning. And, and zoning code, well, not zoning code enforcement, but zoning uh, and planning. And um, the attitudes or the approaches that some business people take toward what's desirable growth may be different than um, a teacher or a doctor or a retiree might take. What, what, we, what we might have considered in 1978 to be a desirable interstate expressway going between Hartford and Providence right by Willimantic might not have been what some people at Yukon and some other places uh. had in mind. And that was about a 20-year battle that we were involved with. You, and, so you tell us, yeah, you guys were really involved with that. I oh, remember sure. as, uh, being younger, and, and uh, but aware enough, uh, aware to, uh, enough to follow that battle. Well, and, there, uh, that, there that were, went on for 20 years? Were, yeah, probably 
about uh, probably about 20 years before it was finally laid to rest and and taken off the uh, taken off the plans. There were people at the Department of Transportation that told me that they expected they would spend their entire careers at the Department of Transportation working on I-84 slash Route 6 Expressway. And they probably did. They've probably been retired for 25 years now. Wow. <laughs> but that was, that was, there were hearings, environmental hearings, um, all kinds of hearings. Um, and we were at most of them uh, one way or another. Uh, and for quite a while, we thought there was a pretty good chance it would go through. And then the last five or six years, the handwriting was pretty much on the wall that it was never going to happen. Yeah, because refresh my memory. I remember at one point it got pretty close like it was going to happen. And then what did happen, as you just said, the past uh, those last five or six years? What led well, did other people to start stepping in? No, this can't happen. You know, I mean, but there, there were several environmental groups, and I, I, I like environmental groups. There's no problem with environmental groups. They're, they're good folks. The whole wetland uh, issue, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, wetland issues, uh, air quality, um, uh, stream encroachment, a whole variety of those kinds of things. Um, there were... At, at one point, they thought they'd take it as far as uh, 395 in really? Plainfield or wherever it would have intersected and stop it there because Rhode Island wasn't going to let it. Right. But, you know, there, there were a whole bunch of different arguments that, that went on. We, we had a file drawer full of that stuff. Wow. Uh, and it's been probably 25 years now since it was put to bed. It's, yeah. So I haven't thought about it much since then. 25 years, but... <laughs> Take us back to the day where they finally said, that's it, it's official, it's not happening. What was going through your mind? I mean, you had to be a little little bit frustrated. I would well, a, a, little, a little bit, but, I mean, the handwriting had been on the wall for a while, so I think it was more of a relief to say, well, we can stop arguing about this now right. and start dealing with, you know, Yukon growth issues. Because um, I'm sure that took a lot of, that issue. occupied a lot of time. Oh, it did, whole, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as yeah. you just said, there are other issues, like... That you guys could have been. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were the other issues you guys could have tackled if the whole express? Oh went well, in? you know, they, we were in, we were involved with after school programming at some of the schools, trying to encourage the school system to do. At one time, there wasn't much for after school programming for kids, and we knew that uh, the the communities that were had successful ones, some of the bigger manufacturing communities, um, once kids were tended to be getting into more trouble than they might have been 40 or 50 years ago after school. The idea of having after-school sports programs, homework help programs, um, extra language learning and that kind of thing was a, was a great thing because then people working at a brand Rex or uh, you know at UConn who weren't going to get home at till 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening knew that their kids were not spending three hours after school doing something the parents didn't know that they were doing. Yeah. So we, we were very much in favor of after-school programming. During your 30-plus years at the, with the Willimantic Chamber of Commerce, Roger Adams, what is one thing, uh, or uh, about one thing you're, you're really proud of and one major memory besides the whole expressway fiasco there? <clears throat> well, I think um, it, it looked for a while, like uh, it, fairly early on, this goes back to around 1980, as if um, this area would completely lose its uh, connection to uh, the rail system for moving freight. And at that time, there were probably five or six pretty good-sized manufacturers 
and three or four distribution outlets that used rail freight at one level or another. Uh, Brand Rex used some. Jones and Laughlin at that time used some. Uh, Willie Waste wasn't an issue yet. Um, Kendall Company out in North Windham used it. Rogers Corporation. Rogers Corporation used it or not. But the lumber and coal companies used it. And it looked like um, it wasn't going to, it was going to disappear. And we helped as much as we could to make sure the Providence and Worcester uh, got approved and, and was recruited to come to this area. We weren't directly involved in it until they showed up as a candidate. And then we were because they, they were good folks and small, independent, um, uh, for-profit company. And uh, they've, they've been at it for a while. Wow. Um, how about some people that... Uh I don't know, throughout the years, besides my father, I mean, who are, who are besides, and, and of course you mentioned Diane, how about some other people throughout the years uh, that you, uh, you know, 30 plus years of the Willimantic Chamber of Commerce, who, how about this, who was uh, right alongside with you through most of those 30 years? Well, there are guy, people like uh, Jack Guarnaccio was, uh, was president and a board member for many years, uh, Joe Duval, from your neighbor across right the street yeah. down here, yeah. Um, in the early days, uh, a lot of the leadership came from companies like uh, Brand Rex, American Thread, and the Kendall Company. Um, we tried to get the general managers or or somebody close to the general manager level involved. Uh, several of the bank uh, executives, yeah. uh, Ray O'Brullard when he was at uh, Savings Institute, sure. uh, Bob Gillard from Willard's. Uh, there are far too many people to remember. If I try to name them all, I'm going to miss some <laughs> that, that I'm going right. to be embarrassed about afterwards. I got a question before we – I, I got um, – one more question, and then we usually uh, give our guests an opportunity for final thoughts in the past uh, in the, for the last couple minutes. But if you were to approach me about joining the chamber back in the day, if you were, what, what was your, uh, how would you go about recruiting someone to join uh, the Willimantic Chamber of Commerce? Well, it was the Wyndham Region Chamber. We we covered about ten towns. I'm sorry, Wyndham Region. No, that's okay. The, yeah. That's okay. Not a big deal. Uh, our membership was primarily in Mansfield and Wyndham, and it got thinner as we got went on that outside thinner circle. But our idea was that we were uh, we were a, a place where you could bring your ideas about uh, business uh, legislation, taxation, education, and uh, and combine voices with a lot of other employers, big and small, um, who shared the load based on their size, based on the number of employees or the bank deposits, that sort of thing. And, uh, and carried the burden for helping uh, carry the region forward. And we went to the legislature formally uh, as, a, as a group once a year and uh, informally far more times than that for, for hearings and testimony uh, to try to present uh, the, the employer's point of view when it came to things like um, transportation systems, taxes, um, uh, expansion of education systems and those kinds of things because we knew that things like tech ed were important for employers. And, of course, you have to remember that in 1975 or 1980, the kind of employment that was the base here in this area was much different than it was by about 2000. Yeah. When I started in the 70s, there were probably about a 
there were probably about a half a dozen decent-sized manufacturing companies that had 200, 300, 400 employees or more. So you had it easier back then, huh? It was. <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree. You probably it, did. It, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. Final, final thoughts and uh, yeah, anything you'd like to mention before we wrap things up, episode 43 of Hometown Threads. Well, one of the things yeah. that I always used to emphasize, I think, with stuff publications that we put out was how pleased we were in this area that we had in a, in a region this size, we had our own local radio station, our own local uh, uh, newspaper, family-owned, just like you, your company was. We had our own local, well, a, a local general hospital, Wyndham Hospital, had our own local airport. Uh, and we, we thought those were great assets that should help the, the region uh, uh, continue to attract population, attract small business. And 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 hold its own in a in a challenging economy, and I I hope it has. It's hasn't done what some other places have, but uh, a lot of other northeast cities haven't either. You've, you you did a tremendous job over the years, and uh, I mean, you deserve a lot of credit. You're a legend. You are a legend. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> now, uh, Wyndham Region Chamber of Commerce, right? Yeah. All this time I'm saying the Willimantic Chamber because I'm thinking of the building. Yeah. Sure. So uh, it's a pleasure to have. Roger Adams for episode 43. Now retired, retired Roger. Roger Adams, who spent uh, 30 plus years with the Wyndham Region Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for sharing some stories. And Glad to do course, it. He knows these microphones quite well with the show Business Outlook that ran on WILI for about 13 years. So it's good to have Roger back here. Thank you to J. Matt Rupar, Liberty Bank, Be Community Kind. Uh, wow, next week might be our one year anniversary celebration. Where's the confetti? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And the words of the great Roddy McCumber. Bye for now, folks. Bye for now.